cut nine or 10 times or 10, 13 times, whatever it was. And was it really that many? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to get a call and then not be ready. I mean, yeah. I would never forgive myself for that. John Shire. Yeah, John. How much pressure's on him? Well, you, he know a lot, well, a ton. <laughs> I think you the, just answered without answering. Right. Welcome back to another rep. My name is Steve Hagan. Love this show. You're going to love this show today, too. This is Final Four. Let's go figure it out. Get it right with Chad Mustard. If you like this show, hit subscribe, hit like, tell your people, tell your friends, make this work, and let's go get another rep with Chad. Let's go. Here we go again. Let's go. Chad Mustard. I'm in Hawaii. He's in Nebraska. He wishes he was in Hawaii, and I don't wish I was in Nebraska. <laughs> the sun's shining today. The sun is shining on my face. I'll beautiful, beautiful. Well, we woke up about 5.30 our Hawaii time because that'd be whatever time over in Nashville. <laughs> I'm all out of whack time-wise, but hey, man, so glad you're on the show. I love it. Um, people love your show. They, they've listened to your podcast. Honestly, they've listened to your podcast second most outside of uh, – Samus Reyes is from Chile. So well, it's because I've listened to Samus's probably three or four times. It's so freaking good. I'm probably pushing him over the top. I gotta back off. You gotta back off. Hey, this dude just got back from golfing in Mexico. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, man. Um, well, you know, I teach and coach, but yeah. I also sell real estate and um and hit my sales goal hit my sales goal last year so uh won a trip to mexico and over spring break uh went to mexico for four days and played some golf and hung out with my friends my other real estate friends and it was great that is so cool i didn't realize that's what went down you want a trip yeah so um if i hit a certain sales goal with my brokerage um you know my broker goes with his wife and then another agent um hit the goal as well with her husband and then i went Callie, my wife, had a meeting, so she had to stay back. Her company was being audited, which is normal, yearly audit. Yeah. She had to deal with those things. So I took a, my brother-in-law, we played golf every day. Gosh, how awesome is that? That's so fun. Yeah. And then you got back just in time for the NCAAs. <laughs> yes, right. It was perfect timing. It's uh, our, our superintendent of our schools knows exactly when to put spring break because he knows we're all going to miss anyway to watch games. So. <laughs> you guys have a big, I don't even know if you're allowed to answer this question. You don't have to answer it. Uh, you could just plead the fifth. I was going to say, do you have a pool at work or whatever? <laughs> but uh, no, not. we just do it. We just do a family pool. So oh, the girl, uh, Callie and the girls, they do it. We've, um, the winner gets to choose where we go out to dinner after the tournament to like celebrate the end of the tournament. Who have they got? Who do they choose? Well, first, oh, let's, who, who'd you choose? And then who'd they choose? I chose Arizona just because I listen to a lot of media and I know they have a really good team, but I don't have anybody left. I don't think any of us have anybody left in our final four. You I, put, I, had, put, I had Kentucky. Um, you got to put St. Peter's on you. Why wouldn't you put St. Peter's on there? Right. I'm a Christian. I should have picked St. Peter's. Right? <laughs> You'd have to really be a true believer right. in the very beginning to know that, man. Right. That is awesome. Hey, let's go back because uh, people have asked me this. And um, 
you know, people listen to the podcast and then they'll text me and they'll say, Hey man, I just listened to Chad's podcast or I listened to this guy's podcast or whatever. And they're like, how does a guy make it in the NFL? Cause the average is like two years, 2.5 years. I think it is. What's yeah. your opinion? What is, what's your honest opinion? Having, having done it and played it, you made it for six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. So what's five years in a practice squad year, six years. It was, it was, it was a run, man. Yeah. I mean, how, how does that, how do you push it past that 2.5 envelope? I think for me, because of my journey, you know, being a basketball player who kind of worked my way into the league, I didn't have like expectations for myself necessarily that, that caused me to, to fall short and feel the pressure. But I also knew there weren't many expectations on me from the outside. So I could just be free. I yeah. could just accept my journey, accept where I was, work as hard as I could. Um, I, I learned as much as I could. Um, you know, and I had a patient coach like you who kind of got me, got me started. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to work. And so I, yeah, I mean, I was cut nine or 10 times or 10, 13 times, whatever it was. And was just, it really that many? Yeah. So but, when you get cut the first time, let's just stop right there. When you get cut the first time, what are you thinking? I'm thinking like, well, um, maybe this is it. It was, it was a fun little experience, but then I went right back to work. You know, I, yeah. I, um, was did your agent out. call you and say, Hey, I got, don't, don't hang it up. I got something in the pipeline for you or. Well, uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, I had a quasi agent for the first year because I, I got myself in the league with the videotapes and all that stuff. And then I just, um, bounced some information off of, an agent I knew through a former coach. So then uh, Joe Linto was his name. He, he represents a bunch of big guys now, but at the time he was doing smaller, smaller um, school guys. So like yeah. Joe Flacco and uh, well, he had Romeo Cornell, you know, Romeo. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of built his business up too, but Joe just said, yeah, keep working out. I'll see what I can drum up. And then, you know, guys get hurt. I mean, yeah. I, I tore a tendon in my foot. I had my shoulder fixed while I was in Cleveland. You know, um, I can name five guys that got hurt so I could come back and play. And so yeah. the, the, the idea is being ready. You got to stay ready. You yeah. Can't you got to keep working. You got <laughs> to keep working. working. Got to have that Mamba mentality where you just outwork everybody. Right. Because, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to get a call and then not be ready. I mean, yeah. I would never forgive myself for that. How do you stay mentally ready? I mean, you can stay physically ready, right? We're going to lift. We're going to run. We're going to do that. But how do you keep that? Like, I'm, I still got this, man. I still got this. How do you keep that? I think, I think a lot of like high-end competitors just have it, you know? It's yeah. the same reason why a, a guy like me who can go undrafted and play six years um, can, can keep coming back. And a guy who's drafted in the second, third, fourth, fifth round – um, he gets cut that first time and he, that's the first time he's felt failure, you know, he's yeah. just, and it's like, you know, I'm, I've fallen down. I've gotten back up. It's the only way I got this far. So it was just another step. And yeah. so I was, I was just, I think I was just built that way. I'm still probably as I coach high school kids, I'm probably the most competitive person in the gym. Um, sometimes I've watched you. <laughs> you don't, you don't sit, you don't stand, you don't, you just, Boom, pace and pace and pace and pace. I get all those steps in, man. <laughs> so, but I think it's a mentality. It's a competitiveness that um, 
some some people are born with, I think, and I was just lucky enough to be one of those. Yeah, you you got it. You got a competitive mentality and it and it permeates. I think it permeates into your business. Obviously, you just won the competition to go down to Mexico, you know, that that helped. So absolutely. You wanna the, the same way I want to help these kids when I'm coaching is the same thing I want to do for my clients. I want to do the best I can. I want to make sure I get them the best situation possible for them. Yeah. And feel like no one could have done it better. And that's that's that competitive part. You can come over here and uh sell a house this big for a million dollars. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's unbelievable. I don't, I don't know where all the money comes from. I don't know. I, have, I, I don't know. Money, but, but, but yeah, we were just talking before you hit record. I was like, Hey, do they need teachers over there? <laughs> Let's put it out on blast. Hey, whoever's listening to this, Chad would take a job over here in Hawaii. He'd coach football and it. basketball. <laughs> yep, I would do it all. And I, don't, yeah. I think Callie, I'm pretty sure Callie is in. <laughs> and your daughter's definitely being right yeah that's cool hey i got a question for you you started on this fitness journey with me um i don't know how many months ago now but let's talk about that you know um it's easy when you're serving other people to lose track of yourself but but through our journey together i think i learned like i can only serve people best when i'm taking care of myself Okay. And so when we got together, it was the end of the summer and yeah. the summer was like, oh, breathe, take a deep breath, go on vacation, spend some time with my family that I don't get during basketball season, yeah. during school. And so I was almost back up to playing weight. It was nearly 270 pounds, like 265 pounds. And yeah, but it wasn't like the playing weight. No, it was <laughs> be like you were playing. Yeah, <laughs> it was like like this weight, not like square shoulders. <laughs> you weren't like a rocked up rectangle. <laughs> right. And it didn't take very long. I mean, the working out part was really easy to get back into muscle memory. Was it, was it fun for you? Yeah. You get that adrenaline and it's that competitive, uh, competitiveness again. Like yeah. now it's like, and there were some, some rough patches during the season where you just don't have the time, but you, you wake up and you're like, man, I wish I would have worked out yesterday. I would feel better. And so it, it's been a great journey um, and I'm still on it, but, but it's a lifestyle now. Like today, um, one of my Cam Cameron's favorite meal is barbecue nachos. So okay. <laughs> I do a pork butt. I don't smoke. I don't do a smoker. I've got a, I put a pork butt in the crock pot. I throw uh, pulled pork, barbecue, red onion, cheese, all that stuff on chips. Well, that's probably not something I can eat a ton of if I want to be on track for my nutrition. So I just made my eat all the stuff on top of the chips, just not right. <laughs> and I ate a few chips, but I made a, I made a portion that I knew I could eat and still get away with. Yeah. It's not the cleanest today, but it's going to be the right macros by the end of the day. And I'm going to feel good. So, yeah. you know, it's just making that decision. I could have just sat down and ate the whole plate with Cameron, but, <laughs> but, um, Especially I want the basketball games coming on, right. When I put my head on the pillow tonight, I want to be like, man, okay, I got done what I needed to get done today. Yeah, and you're lean, man. How much have you lost in this whole journey? Um, I am currently right at 230 pounds. So I got down to about 224. Dang. So that was 42 pounds. It's yeah. right around 36, 36 pounds right now. Yeah, you look and good. Like there's like some muscles in there. Like, and <laughs> not only does do people notice, but it's like my players, they're like, man, like we go in the weight room, I move a little weight with them. 
you know, I got to supervise and make sure everyone's yeah. I move for a weight and they're like, okay, this guy's with us. He's doing it with us. And yeah. I've heard you talk on previous podcasts. Like there's no better culture builder than the work you do in the weight room. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I can see it in your shoulders, neck and, and, and arms, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It just, and I feel better. I feel better. Hit the golf yeah. ball further too. So you what? I hit the golf ball a little further. Okay. Too, so. You hit it any straighter. stronger. Any straighter? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're yes. working on that. I love the grip it and rip it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and Just chase it, it wherever it goes. Then you chase it. Right. It's it's competing. Hey, tell me if this is wacky or what. I always think it's the second shot in golf. Because like if my drive goes way off, I can rally up on my second shot. If if I if I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know if um. You know, like if I if I drive a par three, my second shot's a putt, and yeah. I can get a birdie on that one. You know, I have a similar mentality with my kids because I coach golf too, and that's yeah. really kind of that's a hobby, and it's I'm helping the kids. I'm not like a teaching pro, you know. I'm not going to change their swing, but I'm going to yeah. help them on the course. And it's like it really takes one good shot, so maybe not the second shot, but it really takes one good shot to put you in position to have a good hole. Whether it's a great drive or a great second shot after a bad drive or a nice putt after yeah. a bad second shot, it's like one good. Just focus on the next. I'm shot. gonna have to. Do you know any pro golfers I could interview? I'd like to uh, interview a guy just on this concept alone. I think that'd be fun. Um, I can look. I can look into it. My brother-in-law, who is my partner for all these brackets and trophies we've won at our golf club, he well, let's see all these brackets and trophies. Turn the camera over there. Those are okay. old and flights that we that we played at the club here at Deer Creek. Um, nice. His name is Ryan Neatfelt, and he went to Mexico with me. Uh, he played at Nebraska, and then he played uh, professionally on the mini tours for a while before he settled down and started having his. He's got three boys, and yeah. So, but he, I'm sure he's got some connections. But um, I don't know anybody on the PGA tour. I know, I know. Um, there's a there's a caddy here at the club. He he caddies on the senior tour. He'd be a great. Oh, that'd be sure. fun. That'd be fun just to get that golf mentality, you know, of because it's a different competition is competition no matter what right but to um golf is more like a you know like a methodical marathon it's not only 18 holes which is a long day but it's four days right right i think there's no better sport than golf to prove the point that competition and performance under pressure is as much mental as it is physical right oh yeah like if you're a good golfer, you um, like it's the phrase small target, small miss. Like your brain is literally making your body put that ball where it needs to go. And when you're not focused and you're not thinking that way, it'll go anywhere. Oh, yeah. And guys, you know, you're big. You're a big dude. There's guys way smaller than both of us that are drilling it way further and straighter than both of us. Right. That's I mean, they just been repping though. They, those dudes get thousands of reps of driving a ball a day. They're like a machine. They just <clears throat> the same swing repetitive over and over and over. All right. So let's talk about your sport, this basketball craziness that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the yeah. elite eight. It has been an awesome tournament. It has it's been an awesome tournament. It it's has. been crazy. St. Peter's run has been amazing. Um, 
the one seed's getting knocked around and knocked out. It's just wild. It's just why is that wild. different than football? Why can't they? I mean, I have my own opinion on this, but why can't they put, you know, what is it? They start with 64 and get down to one. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, uh, just the sheer physicality of the game. Yeah. Like how many bodies will be standing after a 64 team <laughs> tournament, right? Concussion. How many might after 16, though? Start with right. 16. Yeah, hopefully it gets to somewhere like that. That's what the uh, FCS does it, right? Or yeah. Uh, F, yeah, FCS does it. So I don't know why we can't. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting on the on the on the college level if they keep expanding it, and I think it makes it more fair. But that's what I love about basketball, and that's why I fell in love with basketball because football and every team you it takes it takes everyone, but on, in football it's truly eleven guys. If one guy doesn't do his job it isn't working yeah and in basketball I feel like if you have a star or you have somebody who's plays harder and is more competitive and more skilled he can truly he or she can truly impact the game at a level different than other sports it's crazy yeah like Caleb Love yesterday right yeah right goes crazy yeah for North Carolina there Caleb Love scores 30 points 27 in the second half right and hits two huge threes in a row that takes them from what down a couple to up a couple. And it's like game over. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Awesome. So what teams now the, so you're out of the tournament. We talked earlier before I started recording, you said you're, you're out. So who are you rooting yep, for? I'm looking, I'm looking at my bracket right now just to see who's. Uh, yeah. And you're shaking your head like what a mess. I know. Well, I mean, we got earlier today. Let's see them all. We got Houston Villanova. I'm a big East fan because I live in Omaha. I love Creighton. Yeah. Uh, split season tickets with a buddy. So I get to see Creighton play a lot. I know coach Mac. So I'm rooting for Villanova. Um, Duke's, uh, you know, farewell to tour to coach K and there's people who love coach K and, and people who don't like coach K. I mean, obviously he's a master teacher and a master. We're going to come back to him after we uh, finish this, but yeah. Uh, I, I, today I'm taking Villanova for sure. I love Villanova. I hope they, I hope they go the rest of the way after that. Um, I'd love to see St. Peter's keep winning, but, um, oh! <laughs> but North Carolina, I grew up loving North Carolina. So I'm going to say it's going to be Villanova and North Carolina of who's left. Yeah. I can't tell you how many kids I recruited when I was at Carolina that just, you know, they loved Carolina for basketball they would come play football at North Carolina because of the basketball team I believe it when I was in high school um, I had a friend who lived in a small town outside of where we lived or before he moved to our place and we went back to his town and we were shooting hoops on the on the on the local school playground and a little probably second or third grader comes up to me he goes I had my hair shaved nice and short with a little flat top and he goes, are you Eric Montross? I don't know if you remember Eric. Yeah, Montross. you should have said, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he was like my he was like my hero uh, at North Carolina. That dude was tough. I remember oh, man, making the yeah. NCAA tournament, getting his eyes split, and he was bleeding and playing. And I love that. It was awesome. So that's yeah. my that's why I like North Carolina growing up. Yeah, I love North Carolina. When I'll tell you, uh, it's kind of a cute story. I'm not sure if I've said this on this podcast before, but. Before we got to coach at North Carolina, we were Duke fans. I like Coach K. I'm one of the guys that likes Coach K. because yeah. I, I love coaches. I love good coaches, and he's one of the best. Well, Roy Williams is also, right? And um, 
So uh, we had no idea we were going to coach at Carolina, coach football at Carolina. So <laughs> before this all happened, I had bought my youngest son a Duke hat. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the job at Carolina and we had been watching the final four, all that business, you know, and uh, he goes, daddy, will I still be able to wear my Duke hat when we, <laughs> I go, uh, Probably not. <laughs> I want to pack that thing up at least for a little while. Yeah, just for, for a couple of minutes. So, anyway, <laughs> so let, hey, let's talk about Coach K. Okay, what do you think you know, forty-two years at the same school, and I mean, like, killing it there, not just like average. Yeah. You know? What what keeps a guy winning at that high of a level, and um, you know, what do you think that that whole culture? that Duke culture, like, did you get to watch his last game? Um, at home, the one, yeah. uh, this, this last one yesterday. Yeah. No, the last home game before the season ended. I did not, but I knew it was, uh, I knew it was uh, highly sought after. I know it was Carolina and Carolina ended up playing really well. Yeah. But, but yeah. And it wasn't at all on like sports center or anything like that after the game? I, I caught gl uh, glimpses of it yeah. for sure. Cause he and was talking about Duke men and the brotherhood and, yeah. And, you know, all those alumni basketball player guys, I don't know if all of them were there, but um, they, you know, there were a, a lot of them there. And he was talking yeah. about, hey, I couldn't have done this without you pointing to them. I just think that's so cool. So what's your perspective on that? Whole yeah, it's a it's a family. I think it's a family mentality. So it's like, you know, he. He obviously um, knows the game. He knows how to transfer that knowledge to his players, but then it's all about family. It's about playing with each other for each other. Um, and you're going to have dips when you're a coach where you're not winning as much as you want, but you survive those things because of the, the way you carry yourself and the way you treat people outside of the game. So, and I think that carries over to his players. You know, I mean, I remember, um, Hurley and Leitner and all those guys yeah. making their runs. That was kind of my era of basketball and loving, loving college basketball. And probably that's probably why I still love college basketball more than the NBA. Yeah. But I think for coach K it's, it's being a leader of men and not negotiating, you know, your, your, um, your values for anything. And I'm, you know, we all stumble, we all fall down. I'm sure coach K is not perfect, but over the span of 42 years, he's done it the right way. Uh, for a long time. And I think that's, that's why you see the success that he has. Yeah. He, he had a standard and kept that standard. How much pressure's on this? Uh, who's the guy he, he played point guard for him. I think I can't remember his name, John Shire. Yeah. John, how much pressure's on him? Well, you, he know a lot of, well, a ton, <laughs> I think you just answered without answering. Right. I think what he has in his favor is he knows the standard, right? He's lived it. He's yeah. living it right now. So that's instead of bringing somebody in different and them trying to carve out their own niche, he he's going to be himself and coach his own way and treat people his own way, but he knows yeah. the standard. So I think it's going to be like following John Wooden. I can't even imagine, or even like Bill self following Roy Williams, you yeah. know, like, and Bill's done a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be, who's going to follow Bill now? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those, I don't envy those, those spots for sure. Yeah. Those, do you think those places kind of recruit themselves? 
I think so. I yeah. think so. As a high school coach, I battle recruiting in Nebraska. It's kind of open. You can go where you want and the rich get richer, you yeah. know, you know, somebody, some coach, some really good coach along the way, changed the culture, built a, built a, a program that wins. And then, you know, as frustrating as it is when I lose a kid or I don't get a kid I'd like to get because they go to some other program, you know, it's rarely an, an actual coach saying, Hey, come play for me, which is against the rules here. It's, Hey, I want to go play for this team because they're winning championships. Yeah. Or the kids recruit it. Right. Exactly. The kids exactly. help recruit it. Yeah. Right. That's, you know, players, win, that's, the- gonna, that's gonna get to my next question for you. How do these coaches win these big games? Like when it gets down to these elite eight, everybody's got a great coach, right? Right. And we were talking about the coach from uh, St. Peter's, how many distractions. Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, he's a Seton Hall grad. You know, he's a, an alum. He was on the last team to, to, to get the NCAA tournament in Seton Hall, I think, if that's if I remember the information right. And so Seton, Hall co- Seton Hall's coach leaves for Maryland, and it's, it's pretty evident that he's most likely, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but uh, it's been implied he'll be the next coach at Seton Hall, and he's still out here coaching his own team. Yeah, right? what do you think his players are thinking? Exactly. Well, I, you know, that's a, that's a compliment to him because obviously he's got them dialed in and playing hard for each other and caring for each other and doing what they need to do to win. So, yeah. And then the turnaround is, man, you just made this run with these kids you love so much. How do you leave? It's so there's never a, there. You know what? I've coached a long time. There's never a good time to leave, you know, and you're either getting hired or fired in coaching. I mean, John Gruden said it, you know, <laughs> right. And uh, it's, and he didn't invent it. It's just, there's never a good time to, to leave. You know, you don't want to leave these players that you've established and this culture that you've established. And I guess maybe that's why coach K stayed there for 42 years, but yeah. all good He's, things come to a close somehow. Absolutely. You're emotionally invested. It's like, it's hard to, it's hard to think about going, going somewhere else. Uh, and, and so it'll be interesting to see what plays out with that. Yeah, I guess you you know what you just got to ignore the noise and uh, you just got to keep battling and and battling with your guys and then yep. and then you then you do the what's important now thing. Yep. When you get faced with that issue, you deal with that issue and clarity is kind and you just continue to deal with that and yeah, for sure. So so now you're on to golf season. Yeah, yeah, we finished the we finished the high school season. You know, we talked last year during golf season, I think, as well. Yeah. So right around this time, that's when you were like, hey, man, you should come work out with me. I'm like, hey, that sounds too hard for me. But I, <laughs> uh, it wasn't that yeah, hard. Uh, bas- basketball season wound up. Now uh, you're strong have- like bull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't have the season we wanted, but um, we had great kids. They worked hard. We got we we got better, and we, we had fun doing it together. And, and that's where you got to be. Yeah, that's what you got to focus on. Like, I just, watched a bunch of your games, and you know, you got you had guys get hurt. Yeah, you don't have a deep depth chart when guys get hurt. You know, it's it's hard. It's we it's only hard. had three kids on our roster playing every, all twenty four games this year. Oh only man, three. And so there's no continuity. No, you know, yeah. there's, there's nothing to really keep that vibe going in the right direction. So we 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 struggled a little bit, but they fought to the end. We won two of our last three and then ran into the eventual state champs. And that's how it goes, man. Yeah. Um, but golf season's awesome. We've got, 
We've doubled the size of our golf team. You know, teaching at Bellevue East, a little bit different demographic than some parts of our city. So it's a little more low income. Golf is not a huge sport. Yeah. Golf takes money and, and um, opportunity. And so we're teaching. Do you raise money then? Are you a fundraiser for your golf team too? Or? Um, yeah. So we've, in the past, we've done a golf-a-thon. We'll do another one this year, but we take the kids out. We play as many holes as we can in a day and they get sponsored per hole. Oh, the last wow. time we did it a couple of years ago, we played 56 holes. Dang, um, they had blisters. Um, yeah, I, no, it was great. I loved it. My wife's <laughs> like, you know, I know this is just a trick for you to get to play golf all day, right? <laughs> no but we raised like six holes man how i mean geez louise we raised like 2500 bucks in a day we were able to buy a bunch of new gear rain gear and and uh range finders and things like that that the kids need to 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 get through a a spring golf season man the weather's tough (laughs) it was blowing 40 yesterday we played nine holes it was blowing 40 miles an hour and we got through it you know what? I love golfing almost. I, I'd rather golf in, in like a drizzle than in wind. Yes, absolutely. You know? Because, because wind, wind changes the game. Like you can be cold or you can be wet, but the ball's going to go where it's going to go. And then when it's blowing, it's going to go wherever it wants. <laughs> and nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows where my ball goes anyways. <laughs> That's like, That's great. It's fun though. I have a great time golfing. We'll have to golf together sometime, but for man, sure. Sorry. Uh, oh, you didn't have to wake up. I had to wake up. I'm not sorry. I had to wake up. <laughs> I was up at five 30 this morning. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You had to get up. I'm yeah, it's only up. like two o'clock your time. I'm so out yeah, of whack sure. with the time change, but Hey, so glad we got to do this again. And uh, I say, go Carolina. <laughs> okay. I'm taking Villanova a big East fan, I guess. Hey, we'll see. That's why they play the games, man. Absolutely. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Great having you on. Have a great day. Go make it a great day. And Absolutely. Uh, we got youth basketball tryouts. We're heading to – I'm going to go try out 100 youth kids for our youth teams for this summer next year. So well, how's this, let's before we close up, how does a tryout go? You don't run them in a 40-yard dash and do a – It's an hour and a half. Three-point line and see how many they can can. <laughs> We got an hour and a half. It's uh, second through fifth graders for an hour and a half. And then sixth through eighth graders, we do skill work. So we see who can dribble, pass, shoot, and score around the rim. And then we let them play a little bit. And honestly, we're about providing opportunities. These are young kids. We're trying not to cut anyone. We're just trying to get them in the right, see where they fit so they can be in the right level and have some success and fall in love with the game. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. And then the older kids, you know, it's a little more cutthroat, but it's all about getting them playing so that and uh, so they're ready to come play for me when it's time. It's a little more cutthroat. Speaking from a guy's lips that had played in the NFL, <laughs> that's cutthroat, bro. <laughs> that's right? cutthroat. Right. You know what? Yeah, I got to walk up to seventh graders tonight and say, hey, bring me your playbook. <laughs> Oh, I hope not. I hope they all make it and they all have fun. That's right. Hey, great to have you on another rep. Let's go. Make it a we'll keep repping, man. Take care. That's right. Take care, man. Dan Mustard, thanks so much for coming on another rep. Love having you on another rep. I love your insight. Love your experience. Love what you're doing with the kids. 
you're just doing a great job with the kids and in your community. Thanks so much for doing what you do and being who you are. If you like another rep, hit subscribe, hit like, tell your people, tell your friends, tell your teammates, let's go get another rep. And until we meet again, you keep repping. I am out. <laughs>